0: Kids Who spy, Jennifer Conley on a Mechanical Horse, and the Nicktoons Most Controversial Character. All that and more this week on 302010.
1: 302010, 302010, three decades every show, sometimes associated videos. 302010, 302010, surprises and excitement, yes we're going to the 90s and 2000s. And 2010s, on 302010.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 302010, the Laser Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine taking you on a journey across the three decades. You don't know what we do? Uh, we examine a single week, like this week, March 26th through April 1st, across three decades. So we'll be looking at that specific week in 1991, 2001, and uh, 2011, 30, 20, and 10 years ago. It'll help you figure out who you were dating, who you are divorcing, what you were doing, what you were seeing. Probably bring up a little bit of pain on a cage, but like, that's good. That's good. And we won't be talking much about your pain. We'll be talking about the th- usually the TV, movies, television, other synonyms for TV, <laughs> video games, music, the things you liked to do during that time. So uh, hi, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Antista. Who else is with me?
2: I'm Diana Goodman, and I poop jelly beans. <laughs> Finally, someone let
3: me out of my cage. It's me, Sarah.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, wow. I got what that was. It just took a second. Oh. Oh, uh, this is a...
2: <laughs> This is going to be a big episode, guys. Like there isn't There isn't one thing. It's not like there's a Titanic here that we have to talk about forever, but it is just so packed with interesting and good stuff, man. Yeah. And for once, I'm most excited about 2011.
0: That never happens. That That never happens. Except for last week when I was, when I was going to be the meanest I've ever been to a movie on what felt like (laughs) Zack Snyder's birthday. But... but But it was mine. Anyway, thank you for support, your support. Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Thank you to the many fine people over there. I'm done plugging because it's thirty, 20, 10. We're going to examine the world of pop culture 30, 20, and 10 years ago. And the week we're talking about is March 26th through April 1st. My father's birthday through April Fool's Day. Hey. Uh, every, well, that's a touchstone for everybody, right? In 1991, <laughs> 2001, and 2011. But let's begin as we always do in 1991. March 26th through April 1st. Here's a little bit of news to get you into the world of 1991 this week. uh, Kennedy family cousin, William Kennedy Smith is accused of raping a woman outside the family estate in Palm beach. And he is eventually found not guilty. Tale as old as time, a Kennedy getting away with rape.
2: (sighs) (sighs) Yeah. Or Kennedy just getting away with something Something. often involving a woman. Uh, Crimes against women. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, this was a fun one. And that of course, Everyone goes after the, the victim, survivor, and it's like, oh, well, it was just, you know, rough sex, and she changed her mind later, and this is a shakedown. She's she's trying to get money out of him, and it's like a bunch of women came forward and said, oh, no, he assaulted me too earlier, and then that was ruled inadmissible, and women have come forward since. Um, Yeah, fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not a great time from here on out for people named Kennedy, so especially the MTV VJ. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I think the really the message is women stay away. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a good time. Yeah. You're like, hanging out
0: with the Kennedy. Yeah, the best, best case,
2: case <laughs> scenario is you die in some sort of moving
0: vehicle. Yeah, you get married and you die horrifically early in your life. Kennedys, uh, 1991 for a movie. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, The Secret of the Us is number one at the box office. Oh, we'll have we have a commentary with myself, Greg Moore, Maddie Allen, and none other than Diamond Dog Dave Rudden on patreoncom Time. I know. In between raising a new child, he got himself away to watch the second worst <laughs> Ninja Turtles movie ever made. So, uh, yeah, Congratu- yeah. Th- congratulations, Dave, and uh, thank you so much for for doing for joining that's, us for that.
2: That's true. We've never we haven't shouted out the Platinum Puppy. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, the Platinum Puppy. Um, and also out this week, as far as movies, challenging. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Life is Sweet, Allison Steadman, Jim Broadbent, Jane Harrocks, and Timothy Spall. I have not Ooh. heard of this film.
2: Oh, this is such a good one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. This is Mike Lee still like becoming more well known ahead of stuff like Secrets and Lies, uh, all that. But um, I mean, it's, it's a dark comedy about a fucked up family, which mm-hmm. always a fan. It's more comedy. But it does have like some serious stuff. And, you know, like a lot of Mike Lee stuff, it's like heavily workshop and improvised ahead of time. So mm-hmm. everything feels very, very real because they kind of are making it up as they go. Wow. Like, but sticking to, you know, it's it's on a track, but they can uh, use the detailing is different. So, like, I mean, honestly, it, it's like a uh, best in show kind of thing, but more but of a drama. Like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Or like Curb Enthusiasm. Yeah, it's like the, the outline is there and then the actors really inhabit the characters. And um, I could not find it streaming except mm. maybe it's on the Criterion channel. Maybe. But yeah, uh, I think it made the British Film Institute's list of best British films of all time. Jesus wow. And it made okay. it pretty high because yeah, if you like something like Muriel's Wedding, I think you would like Life is Sweet where okay. it's a lot of times it's a wacky comedy, but also there's like some real serious truth underneath.
0: Mm. Sounds good to me. Yep. And wow. Speaking of weird classifications, one of the best years of my life was also one of the worst years, but I had the best job I ever had. And that was working in the mall when they still were profitable at a Suncoast, a video store. Where people could walk in before the internet, well, before they had the internet, and say, there's this movie, I don't know what it's called, and I would eventually answer them. (laughs) The most requested movie that we did not have was a movie I had never heard of, and that movie is 30 years old this week. Leon Robinson, Michael Wright, uh, Robert Townsend. Writing, directing, and starring in The Five Heartbeats. The Five Heartbeats. Come on up here for loud. 20th Century Fox
1: proudly presents A new film by Robert Townsend.
0: What made them different was their sound. What made them special was their friendship. Are you ready for me? The Five Heartbeats. On. And I finally did track this down, and this took forever to be seen by <laughs> most of the world. I was able to confirm that it didn't get a DVD release in America till its 15th anniversary. Oh um, my god! And it was di- it was difficult to find, but I, I love I like calling uh that thing you do the Black the Five Heartbeats because this <laughs> came first. It's a fictional band going through the motions of a a bunch of real bands that you're aware of, and I think that mm-hmm. it's a they're a lot. They're very similar to one another, except that in this movie I think they just play straight up hits from other bands of that era. Hmm. And but, hmm. but the Five Heartbeats is not a band that exists that exists. It's made it's an amalgam of several other bands during the time. Temptation-y, yeah. Deli, I forget exactly.
2: Yeah, there's there's some Temptations and Tops in there. There's hmm. definitely some Frankie Lyman, some Sam Cook, you know, you know, stuff that You know, stuff that walk hard parodied because so many bands went through the same things. Except for, you know, a lot of black groups, it was different than a lot of white groups. Yes. Um,
0: It's a different story to tell. And rather than, like, getting sued by telling a bunch of real stories, I have... I'm pretty sure almost everything in this movie happened to somebody. Oh, Uh, yeah. But they're they're just avoiding lawsuits and licensing by making it a fake band.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. It's like, why didn't Robert Townsend break into more of the mainstream? You know, he's he's had a solid career, but I mean, this is a very mainstream movie, yeah. but that also speaks to, you know, like a, the, a black experience, a story that never, you know, doesn't tend to get made into a movie. And if it does, maybe it's on HBO. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, he co-wrote it with Keenan Ivory Wayans, but yeah. it's not a comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sure, there's funny bits and stuff, but uh, Scott, you know. I don't know why this wasn't a bigger hit, but I'm glad that a lot of people went to Suncoast looking for it.
0: My, yeah, my only my only because theory it's,
2: it's really good.
0: My only theory is that um, Robert Townsend, we didn't have a lot of writer, producer, director, black dudes, and all of his movies weren't easy to find for me. I wouldn't have known who he was if not for Media, Meteor Man being advertised in comics and Comedy Central playing Hollywood Shuffle at like midnight. Uh, in mm. the in the early 90s but I I began to love Robert Townsend, so sought out everything he did and I encourage other people to do that too cuz he's kind of fucking rules he doesn't have like a, like a terrible film in his repertoire but doesn't really do do the same thing anymore. Um, yeah.
2: I mean that you could do he directed Eddie Murphy Raw and mm-hmm. and Hollywood Shuffle in the same year. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And Hollywood Shuffle
0: is fucking hilarious. I get where, confused with seriously, I'm going to get you sucker Where is the, the, the Criterion on that bad boy? Yeah, that movie's awesome. <laughs> That's in the best Pim costumes this side of I'm gonna get you, sucker. It's, it's,
1: it's, <laughs> the it's hoe fantastic. cakes, because <laughs> has got to eat too. <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, that is not the biggest movie of the week, sadly. Um, th- this movie, I don't know. Did you guys, Any of you check out the biggest film of the week?
3: I watched a little of it. It feels, it,
0: it feels of all of John Hughes' movies, it feels the most inconsequential.
2: Ew. Absolutely. Yes.
0: And, and, yeah. But is uh, not Except bad. for
2: maybe like 101 Dalmatians.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Did he write that in there's like D'Artagnan name or some shit?
2: I think he might have, Sir, yeah.
0: Uh, Jennifer or Conley. It, whatever. Frank Whaley and Career Opportunities. What happens when a good-for-nothing guy...
1: He's got brain damage.
0: He does not. ...gets locked up overnight.
1: They're locking me in?
0: Boo. With a girl of his dreams. You had dreams about me? From John Hughes, creator of Home Alone. I'm
1: uncomfortable,
0: so me. no, 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 it's not bad. Career opportunities. I
2: feel pretty good now.
0: Rated PG-13. <laughs>
2: right, so everyone wanted to take their name off this in the end. because <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's about... Frank Whaley is a guy who's like the overnight janitor at a target where he gets locked in and he finds out that, oh, this girl, he has a crush on Jennifer Connelly, fell asleep in the changing room. And so they're locked in together all night. And then and then some burglars show up. Yeah, it should
0: it Mm -hmm. should be. It's it's the natural extension between Home Alone and Breakfast Club. It is. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> it's, it's it's well it's also John Hughes never throwing anything away and never being afraid to call in a favor from John Candy. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say
3: John Candy. It was a delightful surprise to see him in the beginning. A weird surprise to see Dermot Mulroney and his brother in there, mm-hmm. and his brother, yeah. mm-hmm. noted, celebrated cellist Dermot Mulroney. Most really? people don't know that he's I like played cello on several movie soundtracks. But yeah, I watched a little bit of this, and man, is it nothing. It's mm. just like <laughs> dust in the wind.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it's a very good film for 1991, but it, it's it, it's evocative of 1991. But that, ultimately, when it, when you look at it now, it's just like. I don't like either of these characters.
3: (laughs) No, it feels like so many of the scenes felt like the beginning of a music video before the music starts. Mm. (laughs) You know, like, because there's a scene where he's like sweeping up papers like that are littering the floor of this target. A thing I've never seen before in my life. This is like the dirtiest (laughs) target in the world. And it's like, it seems like at any moment, I don't know.
0: The Terminator's gonna appear?
3: Yeah, or like, like someone's just gonna show up and start singing and dancing, which I would much prefer than what was happening in this movie, which is not
0: I think, I think, I think, think. We, like at the time, I think I saw it not in the theaters, but when it, like little, a little while after that, that that fantasy of like Nickelodeon Toy Run or staying over mm-hmm. in, inside mm-hmm. of a store you liked, that was fun for me. Uh, getting the girl you like being forced to talk to you, that was fun <laughs> for me uh, much well, later on.
3: It's. It was very strange to see Target. Yeah. Be Target. We, we did not have reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Target has just not been a at in 1991. It's, I don't, was it really well known as like a place I, I only remember shopping?
0: for one- Was
2: it regional maybe? Because no, I, I think, don't think we had one yet. No.
3: I we think, didn't have I, one. I think maybe
0: England did, and they were, tr- I remember them trying to buy their way into Nickelodeon via the toy run. They're like, you're mm. at your local Target, like, we don't have one. What are you talking about? We all have Toys R Us. Is, no one has a Target. Quit doing this to us. How and,
3: would you do a, a toy run? There's like- five aisles and then you, you got, just wander into like you gotta figure it out now underwear you gotta figure it out now
0: it's the only toy store you have
3: yeah that's true but yeah that was really interesting target does a good job of staying out of pop culture in a weird way like for hmm. a place that is as beloved by basics like me like you really they're not popping up like right people don't name check target really like in sitcoms or movies or whatever they don't go to Target. They don't to, have like, any
0: clerks characters. They very clearly turned down an opportunity to be in Superstore. And yeah, who else yeah. could that be? And it's definitely not Walmart because it's too fucking clean. And yeah, <laughs> well,
3: that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just super weird. Like it was just kind of a jarring scene to see it open with the Target. Like yeah, it's not right. really in pop culture.
1: That is, much.
0: It, like people, I think, have probably Googled this as the movie that takes place in a Target. Now.
2: Yes, I'm sure. Mm.
0: Um, but yeah. yeah, well,
2: I'm sure people have Googled it for just a shot of Jennifer Connelly on the little coin op horse, because that shot single-handedly gave generation X puberty.
0: Yes. It, it made menstruate uh, men straight women gay. And then I think made me want to learn how to masturbate. Cause th- I, I think <laughs> I, that's why I saw that in this movie. No one has ever been hotter in like one minute of footage than Jennifer yeah. Connelly and, and a wife beater on a mechanical horse.
2: And it's in every ad and jennifer connelly yes. really hated it
0: i mm. just
2: I, like i hate why have they turned me into a sex object come on i'm the girl from labyrinth stop it it's like sorry jennifer you grew up and you're hot now
0: yeah i'm the girl yeah. from labyrinth They speak four languages and i'm beautiful don't, don't look up to me shut up jennifer embrace it you're the best <laughs> you're the best
3: don't worry i I <laughs> say that a dream is on its way
0: career opportunities it's I think if, if if you're a fan of John Hughes movies, you do owe it to yourself to check out this one that tends to fall through the cracks and is never included in any of the collections. So, no, but it's yeah.
3: But if you're a completist, only the main character is extremely annoying. Like yes. just and that's <laughs> one of the reasons why we had to turn it off is because that's guy. I,
0: I had never saw I hated that. Him. I never saw that guy again, and he looks exactly the same when I saw him in Pulp Fiction. Yes, you did, Brett. Yes, you did. Why mm-hmm. did you try and fuck um, him like wow. a bitch, Brett? And he gets yep. a, Yes, that is the biggest role that guy has had besides Frank Whaley has had besides this one. He gets, wow. he gets Ezekiel yeah. twenty he was, he seventeen in the... screamed in his face. <laughs>
2: well he was in the doors, That's which true. we just passed, and then shoot, which which of the Mar- was it which of the Marvel TV shows was he on?
0: Duh, what? Was no. he on
2: Luke Cage? Or something? Yeah, I think he's on Luke Cage. Was he? And I was like, holy shit, it's Frank Whaley. He barely's aged.
0: That's creepy. Yeah, he still looks the same. Good looking guy. Can't take that away from him. Moving on to television, 1991, March 26th through April 1st. This is not an April Fool's. I wanted to see if you guys can guess the guest voice just based on the singing voice of this person, Um, an old money playing B, a love interest to Abe Simpson.
1: Embrace me.
0: My sweet embraceable you. Embrace me, you irreplaceable Okay, okay. I, I doubt you could guess that character. I, I have a guess. Go for it. Is that,
2: is that Elaine Stritch?
0: No, Ooh, no, but it's, damn. It's, it's... That would be awesome. One of the things I love about this era of The Simpsons and how The Simpsons will be a pop culture bridge from the previous generation of television to the next... Uh, this is Audrey Meadows, also known as uh, oh, Alice Cramden, wow. the uh, woman famous for being threatened to be hit uh, to the moon, Alice Cramden. And uh, this is a role right before she dies. She she ends up on the most popular television show again uh, later on in this era. I, I just absolutely love that, that The Simpsons is still on, but has had Honeymooners guest stars.
1: <laughs> Damn. Um,
0: and then... Maybe I, I feel like I've talked about this too much and should have saved it for right now. On the first, everyone/slash my favorite discount premium movie channel, Encore, <laughs> launches. I think it's now a part of STARS, but yeah, okay. But I, I had to look up as best I can what exactly this was, and this was the one-dollar alternative to, I believe, at this point, HBO Showtime: ten dollars.
1: This is the it first right.
0: this is the first premium movie channel launched since Cinemax. So like we had nothing for a very long time in an encore and they're like, yeah, we're gonna play, you know, not recently released movies and charge cable subscribers a dollar to see uncensored hit movies. And like this is where I got my movie education. Mm-hmm. I, I was still renting stuff at Blockbuster, but like Getting Mystery Science Theater 2000 references was a slow walk through Encore every single night. <laughs> I be- and I, I believe the movie channel even opened up, like, recommending movies that were on other stations. Like, um, yeah, you should go see this. They're playing Class of Blank on this channel. Go watch that. Um, it's, get away from Encore. But I watched The Freshman probably every day yeah. uh, on Encore. That's-
3: the perfect kind of movie that would show up on encore because I don't remember them really ever having anything too violent or too sexy. Like it was all kind of,
0: yeah, maybe at night because they, they show, uh, Oh, my tutor. Mm, 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 mm. Um, <laughs> one of the sexiest movies ever since zapped sex comedies. Those are gone now. Yeah. And, and then I think I saw like down to Diana will relate on this. The, I saw Sergio mm. Leone's intact once upon a time in America, uh, on Encore, the four-hour cut of the Jewish gangster literal saga—it's very long. On nice. Encore, I watch wow. *Bless the Beast* and *The Children's* and all these. I I constantly love pointing out that uh, *Whose Line Is It Anyway* is a fucking riff on the Richard Dreyfus right-to-live movie Her. whose life yeah. is in any way, because I watch Encore all the time. <laughs> I, it was my movie channel. My parents wouldn't spring for HBO. It was included with Comedy Central, Sci-Fi, and Bravo. I'll never forget it. 150 <laughs> a month. We got those four extra channels. I waited in line at Comcast like they were concert tickets. I wanted my Mystery Science Theater 3000, and I got it. Ugh. <laughs> uh. But, wow! Yeah, Encore is a, is a huge deal to me. The way people talk about HBO, they don't have like fun interstitials or anything like that. But like, it's Mm-mm. it's where I got my uh, discount movie education, and I my hat and, goes off to yeah. Encore. They yeah, never
3: like... made their own original programming, right? It no, was no always... I think
0: Stars eventually did, but not Encore.
2: Stars did, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I always think of Encore and Stars as like. This is the B plus channel. Yeah, like, exactly. You're gonna you're gonna see like there's gonna be some good movies in there.
0: Yeah, but they'll mm-hmm. they'll be they're thirty like, years they're old. B
2: plus movies. Mm-hmm.
0: They're new movies. They'll be two be years,
2: years old. You know, it's like you you wanna see the Antonio Bandera Zoro movie, that was on stars. Wow, of yes it was. It's yes. like that is what we're talking about. Oh, it made money, it's pretty good, but it's not like I don't know. Zoro the Gay Blade, which I play all the time
0: after My Bodyguard, one of the yeah, most exactly. underrated eighties kids movies of all time.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. You're not going to get Breakfast Club, but you will get My Bodyguard.
3: You'll get
0: My Bodyguard. It's so much better.
3: Wow, that's so – that's perfect. That's a perfect way to describe Encore for sure. (laughs) I remember too like them later on punching out like getting into genre channels. Like once you get – which yeah. I had never really seen before. I always thought the that Love was Channel and
0: mystery and yeah. Westerns. The
2: Westerns channel. The um, Westerns happy. channel. Yeah, yeah. I, it yeah. made me happy. I saw a bunch of really obscure, weird shit that way. Yeah. I'm sure. In fact, I think I might have seen one of our classic corner movies that way.
0: And I remember <laughs> they eventually went out to WHAM, the kids' channel, and that's the only place you could see uh, reruns of USA's Weird Science. In the 2000s. Hey. So I, I can't, I, I like. I would wear an Encore shirt if anybody out there works at Encore is listening. I saw they were headquartered in uh, Colorado. Hmm. Uh, our hearts go out to all those people this week. But also say hi to your local Encore spokesman, I guess. <laughs> this is a terrible segue. But, uh, but I, I, I didn't know how much I love this movie channel, but a lot of my knowledge and memories comes from just, what are they showing tonight? Oh, shit. Roger Ebert gave this three and a half stars. I'll be there. And watching things that were made like 40 years ago, I I loved Encore in in the 90s and 2000s. eh, That's something the H-Bows weren't doing. You didn't get a lot of classic stuff on there. You got new stuff. Uh, And also on television, the NCAA March Madness Finals, Duke beats Kansas. Oh, boy. Duke sucks. Oh bad, yeah. Put a ten on that circus. of uh, Duke sucks, and we'll move on to games of 1991, which I shouldn't have done because there aren't any. But there, yep. <laughs> but it's also a good place to plug the 30 game show I do with the Video Game Apocalypse Boys because I do dig in incredibly deep to find out if there are, like any like fucking Atari or arcade games that come out in this period, and I will relate that to you with. Uh, a bunch of other people with decades of experience in the gaming biz. Uh, it's a very fun show. Hopefully Chris Baker will join us on our new one. 1991 Music. New releases include Dollars and Sex by The Escape Club, The Human Factor by Metal Church, Lean Into It by Mr. Big, as well as Ribbed by No Effects. No Effects in 1991. Goddamn. Uh, mm-hmm. Strength by Enough's Enough. Vagabond Heart by Rod Stewart. Spiderland by Slint. And Joyride by Roxette. Mm.
2: Yep. That was a big one. And I was really surprised by what number one is. So I had to look into it a bit. It's been released as a single. The album hasn't come out yet. Coming Out of the Dark by Gloria Stefan. Mm-hmm. This is her big return after a catastrophic tour bus accident Whoa. where they had to put two titanium rods in her back. Like, wow. she's more machine now than a Stefan.
0: <laughs> Miami she, Sound Machine.
2: She is the Miami Sound Machine. <laughs> she is. Yeah. Yeah. So this is her big comeback. And and so she's got this song about, yeah, coming out of the dark and embracing life again. And we will overcome. And it's like, it's an odd song to be number one. But it's like with that backstory, I get it. Like, let's appreciate Gloria Stefan. We Mm -hmm. almost lost her. Look, 1991 and
3: 1990 were kind of wild for music because just a couple months ago we had "From a Distance" by Bette Midler be number one. That so I mean, like, strange. It is all like we're getting some <laughs> the real dirty rap. We're getting like weird mom music that you know. I don't know. It's all over yeah, the no, place. I uh, love this song, but you know, it's definitely a song you hear at the dentist.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's been so weird. Like as watching music evolve in every single decade and saying, okay. What's number one in 2011? It's almost always like party stuff, fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And in 1991, it's all these slow jams and treacly love songs that would be someone's first dance at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's Roxanne. Somewhere
2: in those 20 years, <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. we
2: stopped
3: doing that.
0: Okay, well, let's take- And then
3: in 2000, when we start getting some – I can't wait to talk about We start getting some real cool, weird shit.
0: All right, well, let's uh, stay right there because that's that's the next stop on the SS30 2010. But let's close out with some Gloria Stefan, but stay right there, people. 2001 is
1: next. You You're my angel, you're my darling angel. Uh. Closer than my peeps, you are to me, baby. Uh. show you're my angel, you're my darling angel. Girl, you're my friend when I'm in need, lady. You're a queen, and that's so you should be treated. Uh
0: coming in with angel by shaggy featuring rayvon it's number one this week and man uh the it wasn't <laughs> the song where it's not him tends to get all the credit nowadays so this was everywhere for years holy lord mm-hmm.
2: oh if only i could find a man who would say shorty you're my angel
0: <laughs> this
2: might have been the first time i heard the term shorty
0: Oh, to defend you
2: i will say between prepping this episode with this song and promising young woman i have had angel of the morning in my head oh i can imagine for a while and i only just i am sure everyone else has figured this out but i only just found out that the writer director of promising young woman is the lady that plays camilla parker bowles on the crown and i am gagged yes (laughs) my brain yeah, she's it's also, so
3: she also plays a lesbian midwife on Call the Midwife, oh, wow. one of my favorite shows.
2: Yay. And she's got a cool name, Emerald Fennel. It's
1: oh, a hell of a name.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: She also was the showrunner on season two of um, Killing Eve. Is there any, how about did she
2: have the hours in the day? Yeah, are
3: there, are oh, there yeah.
0: people just not interested in the entertainment industry in England? It's just, <laughs> if you're decently good at this, you can just work here forever.
2: Yeah. God. It's like there's six people over there.
0: Yeah, what the
2: fuck? Can I blame Brexit? I'll blame
0: Brexit. Yeah, go ahead. Blame Brexit. Anyway, moving on to other albums that are out. March 26th through April 1st of 2001. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for this turn of the century music because the first one, I think i got to save for last because it's, it's the biggie. I I remember this is the first CD I burned from my sister, uh, India Re's debut, Acoustic Soul. I love Ooh. her name dropping there. Drops That's of Jupiter one. by Train.
3: Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the other day I don't know where I was. Maybe the dentist. <laughs>
1: <but laughs>
3: Drops of Jupiter came on. I really like that song, y'all. Uh.
0: I I saw it's, it. I saw it on a Family Guy rerun the other day. They just play the whole song and they just turn it on. I really like Train.
3: I mean, it's everybody's parents' favorite band. I think every. Oh, Every boomer-aged couple is required to go to at least one train concert. I know my parents have gone. But next time you're in your car by yourself, just throw on a little drops of Jupiter. And I dare you not to sing along and have kind of a good time with it. There's lots of, like, vocal scatting that you can, like, have fun with in that song, I feel like.
0: Oh, oh my goodness. Um, Anyways. Every Six Seconds by Saliva, I believe they're the band that goes... All the time. Gross. Uh, Music for the Morning After by Pete Yorn.
3: Also, another great album. Yeah. Music mm. for the Morning After. I like, I oh my God, because it already is for Nancy. That song is fantastic also. And not in the way that I said, like, Drops of Jupiter was fantastic, but in a way that it's, like, actually really fantastic. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> Roll On by The Living End is also out. Uh, time Bomb by Buck Cherry. You know, I think if you had to ask me what is my least favorite type of music, it might be Buck Cherry. Uh, no, you
3: mean the type of music you listen to when you go back to your hometown and go to, like, one of your the dive bars that's, like, on yeah, the wrong side and, of town? Yeah, and
0: then, like, someone says, I'd like you to meet my dad. And he, like, never grew out of 80s metal but loves Buck Cherry. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the cocaine! I'm, <laughs> it's, I fucking hate Buck Cherry. And, uh... Tupac till the end of time, uh, Tupac's third album, third posthumous or third just in general. Third
2: posthumous. Wow. Yeah.
0: had a boy. So that's that's being prolific, but it is also the release that we say for last. The self titled debut of Gorillas.
3: Ooh. Oh my God. This. Okay. The first time I heard Clint Eastwood, I remember exactly where I was. I was at Nerd Camp. We had to, we were staying in college dorms and that were unair conditioned in North Carolina during the summer and it was so hot but one of my roommates was and is still one of the coolest girls I've ever met in my life and possibly the first woman that I really felt feelings for because she's just amazing. She was so cool and she was like, "Hey, I've got this like new band that nobody's ever heard of." You want to check them out, and I was like, "Sure!" And so she put the headphones on me, and I heard Clint Eastwood, and I fucking blew my mind. And I was like, "Damn, I will never be as cool as this lady." Yeah,
0: what, what, what was it like for her to be there during the young, unsigned days of these animated characters and just picking up on that, picking up on that music? This, yeah. this, I, I remember
2: just being... back then I was working nights mm-hmm. and I got home and for some reason I turned on my TV and it was on MTV and I'm not sure what I had been watching before because I never watched MTV, mm-hmm. but it was late at night and they ran the video for this and I was like, okay, this song rules and mm-hmm. also why is there an animated video with a bunch of undead gorillas and they're doing the dance from Thriller?
0: Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm.
2: must know more. I love this.
0: for for me For me, it was the video, and I just assumed. I, I guess born in the cynical Gen X period of alternative music, like there's no way the public's going to embrace a fake animated band. And boy, was I fucking wrong, because mm. like every time they come out with something new, people treat it like like like, like real musicians. I, I have to wonder, like, what's the guy from Damien, whatever from Blur? Nobody wants yeah. your fucking Blur music. <laughs> Why would you do anything but gorillas? That's the thing that like the entire world gets genuinely excited before. I remember Steven Spielberg being signed on to a gorillas movie because it was this much of a phenomenon back in the day. Really? They're still, yeah, they're still talking about a gorillas movie, but I mean, I guess they don't really need one because they make they make almost if they make more than five music videos, they've kind of made one already. And and there's mm-hmm. always there's always a through line in their music videos anyway, but like for me, their music videos are the shit. It's everything I like about short form content, music videos. I love it. Mm-hmm. Their music is catchy as hell. I just I don't listen to it that much. I get ex- I got excited to see their videos.
1: Oh uh, yeah.
2: Uh, well yeah, because I mean they're designed by um, what's his name to do Tank Girl.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Jamie Hoolah.
2: Yeah. Yep. Of course.
1: That's pretty yeah.
2: that also- makes perfect sense. If you read, like, the history of the band, the quote-unquote history of the band, it is very strange. It's ridiculous. Hmm, because, I mean, there are humans involved, Damon Albert and uh, Della Funk- Funky Homo Sapien, but then, like, they go through the lineup of, like, well, this guy got arrested, and this one and this person have been seen together, and it's like, you're making this up. The, this is all fake. Like, you're comic book characters. And then...
0: Their current lineup literally includes a member from the pilot for Powerpuff Girls.
2: Yes! It, like, it's like,
0: how... What? Yeah, a, a, a villain from the the pilot for Powerpuff Girls is licensed and in gorillas right now. I believe. Wow. It's 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 just a wonderful bit of nonsense, and I'm it's it's so much better than Chris Gaines by a billion percent. Uh, well, let's
3: not get crazy here. Oh, actually. see,
0: I thought that was the end of the music. We also have Whole New You by Sean Colvin, Distance by Yutara Hik- Hikaru, the biggest selling album in Japan of the decade. Uh, wow. Kingdom Hearts song, oh, fantastic. But gorillas. I think the only video of me doing karaoke is to that song with Sarah's ex and her brother in San Francisco, and one of my first YouTube copyright flags. Can't imagine because we were doing the song justice, but <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, that is that's
2: that's an album to go back and listen to if it's been a while. Yeah, seriously.
0: Two thousand one uh, news, March twenty sixth to April first. Former Yugoslavian leader Slobodan Milosevic arrested, sent to the Hague to stand trial for war crimes.
2: Yeah, I remember when leaders of countries had to you know pay for what they'd done i, mean, yeah. I saw that, that <laughs>
0: saddam video i wish i i'm hadn't. american
2: so no i don't
0: no. remember yeah that. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> i love how we've, we've told this story all out of order i think we started with him dying and then we had him becoming president and now here's him getting arrested
3: <laughs> yeah that's the hard thing with thirty twenty ten is how these stories kind of play out like that's interesting yeah. yep and, <laughs> and then
0: uh on the same week the netherlands becomes the First country in the world to make same-sex marriage legal.
3: And Yay! then too bad because then an asteroid came and knocked that entire country into oblivion, it's right? True.
0: It's true. true. The devil increased the weather over there, and now it's no longer a country. Something I'm sorry. really
3: bad happened, right? I'm sorry. Okay. M- much
0: better health care and free college. That's, that's what's happening yeah. over there. Oh, mm. Yeah, they got hit with
2: a bunch of hurricanes.
0: <laughs> and an earthquake
2: happened. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And, ooh. As opposed to, no, they rode bikes and they ate fried cheese. The, the Dutch, that's what they do.
0: <laughs> probably probably like right after they legalized weed. Good Lord. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, uh, I love that you can smoke weed, but you can't smoke cigarettes.
0: <laughs> it's fantastic.
2: we are pretty good which priorities. Is, which is frustrating because how they smoke weed there is in a cigarette. So they're actually forcing people to do more drugs by banning smoking.
0: Yeah, yeah but you try smoking 20... <laughs> 20 joints a day Holy shit (laughs) (laughs) Man The movies This is frustrating for me We had Bear in mind, we had a lot of technical problems this week. But one of the movies I've always wanted to see was what I I just remember seeing this and like, oh man, this looks like a Maxim the movie, Tomcats mm, yep. with Jerry O'Connell, Shannon Elizabeth, and Jake Busey. This oh. movie looks terrible, but it's like oh. I've always wanted to see it, and I just couldn't justify it. Oh, Tomcats,
2: this is so bad. <laughs> this movie hates women so yes. much. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even trying to hide it. I mean, the basic plot is pretty much the same plot as we talked about with Saving Silverman, where it's like, oh, if I get this guy together with, you know, the girl he used to have a crush on, then I accomplish something I get. In this case, it's he wins a bunch of money. And <laughs> it is just so offensive. I remember reading... The Roger Ebert review because he trashes this movie so bad it's in his book of bad reviews. I
0: hated, hated, hated this movie.
2: (laughs) I hated this movie. Or your movie sucks. He actually put out two wow Wow. of him. Of zero star and half star reviews. This movie is grotesque. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you, Jerry O'Connell. Like, Mm -hmm. why why would you want to be in a movie that is just basically like... It treats men terribly, but it treats women so... Like... Calling it Max in the movie is being nice. Yeah,
0: mm. this is what you walk away from sliders for, Jerry. The <laughs> stand Jerry has had
3: such a weird career. I feel like. like, yeah, yeah. You know, now he primarily exists to like comment on Bravo reality shows. No, really? Like he's big like, in that in that whole arena. Like he watches all the Real Housewives, and he has this like. Weird little thing where he's trying to get Rebecca Romaine and him to be on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like, it's very, he's very into it. He's like, he guests on like a bunch of podcasts and he's on Watch What Happens Live all the time. There was even a show on Bravo where he and some other men watched episodes of the reality television
2: and then like commented on it, basically. Wow. That is such a better job for him than being in a, a gross out sex comedy. Yes. It's just, just bad for everyone like i i so many the gags it's been a long time since i watched any part of this but so many of the gags were just like if you think this is funny i'm pretty sure you need to be arrested Mm. like i see that that's supposed to be a joke Mm -hmm. but the punchline is basically (laughs) Mm -hmm. women are whores
0: framed like a joke but it's still (laughs) rape like what? what are you doing well, whatever. Jerry O'Connell, yeah. at least he's out there living his best wife. That, I that, mean, right? I <laughs> <say>. <laughs> um, also out this week, your dad's favorite movie this year. Yeah. I, I tried to, to watch this, and I, I just got, like, just total Thomas Crown Affair dad vibes. Daniel Radcliffe. Cliff, his film debut.
2: Little tiny Daniel Radcliffe.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Brennan Gleeson, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jeffrey Rush, and Pierce Brosnan in The Taylor of Panama. Ah.
2: Mm-hmm. I like this one. <laughs> we
3: watched it and man the tone of this movie is all over the place though mm-hmm. mm, yeah it's pretty it's like you think it's like a serious because it's based on john le carré novel right mm-hmm. and so i was really thinking like oh we're gonna have some real like serious trench coat spy craft hiding in a dark and rainy corner like handing off documents and there is some of that but then like people imagine dead people talking to them and they appear in mirrors and stuff that also (laughs) happens and weird flashbacks. I don't know. It's, it's kind of all over the place. I feel like.
2: Yeah, it it is a bit weird, but I, I find it fun. Like, yeah, especially if you like spy stuff. I mean, first of all, we've Pierce Brosnan playing, very much not james bond and that like he's a piece of shit he's a spy yes. but he is a right piece of <laughs> shit yeah and so that's already just fun as fuck and it's about you know this spy in panama that basically blackmails this taylor who's worked for all these fancy you know like the Pan- panamanian president and stuff blackmails him into like feed me information and then uh, he doesn't have any information so he starts making shit up and that puts all kinds of people in danger because, like, he's framing people, and there could be a military invasion because of shit that he says. And And, his
3: wife is involved with, like, government operations and the, like, Panama Canal.
2: Yeah. A lot of canal talk. A lot of canal talk. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of canal talk. Because, I mean, it's Panama. That's kind of important. I mean, I don't know if you've seen... But what happened with the Suez Canal backing up and how it's just, like, fucked up everything everywhere because one guy can't make a left turn. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Panama Canal's kind of a deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it is—it's odd, but yeah, it totally is a dad movie because dads love spy stuff. But it's also—I don't know—more nihilistic almost. I yeah, mean, yes. and then it's like because like John Le Carre is always very realistic spy stuff, and this feels like realistic spy stuff. If all people involved were just giant assholes, just really compromised, yeah, like it—no it- morality. It was not what I was
1: expecting. I, I remember that
0: being a little more interesting because yeah, it would have been interesting if this is the first role Pierce Brosnan wants to star in after being James Bond. It may not have made another footnote, but like he has one more bond to go and he is mm-hmm. playing a role guaranteed to like probably anger fans of James Bond yeah. in a very, in yeah. a very similar, a very similar role. And mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was like kind of ballsy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It totally is. It's yeah. Just, Yeah, he's in the middle of making terrible Bond movies, but here he is showing like, oh no, I could like, this is what James Bond probably would be, a Mm -hmm. piece of crap.
0: I don't know. I don't know when we're going to move forward and think well of his Bond movies, but like right now, I I would rather watch a Bond movie from Roger Moore than anyone else. So maybe Mm. eventually Pierce Brosnan's movies will get there where it's just, this is cornball fun. I don't have to think too hard about, and the effects are, are dumb, but like- Oh, the cg in those films are just so god awful.
2: Oh well, i mean the nice thing about the pierce Brosnan movies is there's no back and forth it starts high and then it is a gradual decline each one is worse than the last one yeah yeah that's how it goes so gold nine tomorrow never dies those fucking are cool and then it just starts hitting the fan so <laughs> and it gets worse and worse and worse
0: Okay, all right. All right, ladies, clear out. I'm going to need you here because I did not watch this movie. Nope. I don't see Ashley Judd movies, typically. Uh, didn't make an exception for Marissa Tomei, Hugh Jackman, Greg Kinnear, Ashley Judd, and someone like you. Her new roommate has a lot of experience. Romance, true love, none of it exists. And he's teaching her more. What is on your neck?
1: I bit myself shaving. Than she ever wanted to know.
2: What's this, party
1: Viagra? Can you left these earrings in my bathroom. You don't waste any time, do you? Don't underestimate casual sex, Jane. It's very liberating. The truth is, less than 5% of all male
0: animals are monogamous.
1: Jane, these are people, not cows. This is why men can't commit. It's
0: the biological urge. <laughs> I was in Hugh Jackman's American dialect coach. Just loud. As loud as you can <laughs> <Yeah>. be. <laughs> Someone yeah. like that. I love you.
2: his his American accent isn't really there, and I love that he's built behind Greg Kinnear, even though he has a bigger <laughs> yeah. part.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Oscar nominee Greg Kinnear.
2: Mm-hmm. The, yeah I so I watched this movie when it came
3: out and mm. never thought about it again and then I actually did re-watch it this weekend because it is so stupid like it is <laughs> not a good movie <laughs> but I do have to say it is a really fun time capsule of 2001 like mm. the music the haircuts the outfits, I, I was like, gonna. Say,
0: I believe they have retired whatever Ashley Judge haircut. It looks like it looks like a, a it looks like a statue of a beehive haircut you've carved out and tried to survive the winter in. It's, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> it's that it's that half-assed Aniston that the, the thing. It looks like a lower old timey half haircut. Aniston.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a real time capsule for sure. I mean, everybody's outfits look like they came from like the limited in the mall. <laughs> you know, like lots of structure. Yeah, and I mean, Ashley Judd is just cute as can be, but the story makes pretty much zero sense. Are they roommates Uh, or lovers? I
1: loved
2: loved one review that said it is everything that every romantic comedy has ever done, just shoved into one movie. Yeah, yeah. You want every cliche? You can have every cliche. Oh, Women want relationships, but men only think about sex. Oh, we're a mismatched pair and we're living together. Oh, I'm trying to get my guy back, but he's being a cat. Oh, I'm suddenly famous and I don't know how to handle it. Oh, you were there for me the whole time. It's like all of them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
3: it's funny because the chemistry between Ashley Judd and Hugh Jackman is just absolutely non-existent. Like just (laughs) zero. But Ellen Barkin? is doing some a pretty good job in this she kind of plays the boss who's just like this kind of callous career woman and i like her she's kind of all over the place with this one i I don't know i i enjoyed (laughs) the experience of watching it because i enjoyed revisiting that aesthetic Mm. that's the best thing i could say about this (laughs) gotcha
0: yeah and then last but not leastly uh
2: Speaking of aesthetics...
0: Woo! Yeah, there you go. Uh,
2: I watched this movie for the first time two nights ago, and I have not stopped thinking about how weird it is. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, look, look at these troublemakers. Uh, Cheech Marin, Danny Trejo, Alan Cumming, Carla Gugino, Antonio Banderas, Daryl Sabara, Alex Vega. Ladies and gentlemen, number one at the box office, Spy Kids. In this ordinary home, no one would ever guess that mom and dad are Spies
1: be spies they're not cool enough that's cool something's gone wrong it's up to us
0: let's go think action think adventure think like a kid
1: ew crows what do you see you
0: but act like a spy
1: this gonna happen.
0: spy kids ready pg now in theaters everywhere what is what a die, what did i think of this
2: i was expecting it to be really stupid mm-hmm. and there is a lot of stupid But, you know, kid movie, stupid. But this movie has the weirdest set design Mm -hmm. and aesthetics. It is so bizarre. I was really expecting, you know, what what, what they said on the package. You know, these kids' parents are spies. They get captured by, you know, an evil genius. They have to go rescue him. I didn't realize the evil genius would be a children's show host who has a ray that turns people into these bizarre plastic monster people, and that his show would involve so many floating eyeballs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Nor that you get like, wow. Th-
3: this movie is absolutely wild, yeah. but yeah. fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, 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 I, and I loved reading it because it's not for me. It's, it's still at heart. It's a kid's movie. And I, this came out when I was 21 and I'll never be able to love this movie as some of our listeners might, but it's, Damn fun to respect and look at from a distance because it looks like everybody, yeah. everybody knows what they're doing and everyone is committing a thousand percent. And he gets the weirdest, just Mike Judge being in the movie like that. That tickles me. That's 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 done for no reason other than to please me. And yeah,
2: <laughs> Tony Shalhoub and Robert Sh- Patrick, yeah, Terry Hatcher yeah. getting all her hair burned off. Just just cause no, no and yeah, they all seem like they're having fun. No kid um, wants to see Danny Trejo important. in
0: his movie, but uh, he knew it would delight me. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's he's why
1: Uncle he's Machete. Yeah,
0: which I had to learn that apparently they're not in the same universe. They call them alternate uh, universe kids. Don't worry. You can see those two uh, machete movies and not think that's uh, any connection to spy kids. But I, I saw Roger Ebert comment, like, I just haven't seen a movie where, like, the parents don't treat their kids like idiots or vice versa. Like, it's a, it, yeah. it's it's not yeah. a, I'm not, I, when I call it a good family movie, I'm not saying it's good for families. Like, I just haven't seen, like, a good family in a movie in a long time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's I true. I mean, if, if I had one complaint, is that, the littlest kid, Junie, is a very annoying younger brother mm-hmm. in a way that annoying younger brothers can be and maybe that was just triggering me and, and bad experiences <laughs> I've had with an annoying younger brother of just like, just don't touch anything and he's like, button, 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 push, push, push and it's like,
1: I will murder you!
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah, this thing has like guns on it, no touching things and he's like, dude, We crashed, it's all my fault wah, wah, but I mean it moves along pretty fast. Uh yeah, it's it's nice that it's not just like it's a family, it's a latino family mm-hmm. that's never like pointed out as being something weird. That's just yeah, they seem to live in live in Mexico.
1: Mm.
2: Signs are in Spanish. So mm-hmm. what's the point? Uh, Some people live in in Mexico. Carlos not
0: Italian? I'm devastated.
2: I know. Well, Carlos Italian, you're right. But <laughs> It's mostly the same yeah, thing. But it's so strange Mm -hmm. so much of the time and uh also you know for a movie from 2001 with a fair amount of computer generated imagery in Mm -hmm. it it's okay like the effects are holding up okay because they look cartoony and that's the tone of the movie so like yeah even once like oh that looks pretty dated it still fits the vibe
1: Hmm.
2: so that's kind of cool but I cannot get over like the sets in this thing. It like it looks really expensive even though it's only 35 million dollars, which is a, a solid budget in 2001. It's kind of mid-range, but yeah. they are so weird. I don't know. I'm glad it worked. Honestly, yeah. I'm glad the kids went for something so odd. I feel like it's
3: been a while in 2001. It we really hadn't had a good weird kids entertainment property. In a while. Yeah. Like, I mean, we saw you see a lot of it in the 80s and like very <laughs> early 90s for sure. Um, but in 2001, like, I feel like a lot of kids entertainment had been really sanitized mm, and yeah. um, not that there's anything objectionable about this movie, but just sanitized in a way that's like, let's not make anything weird. Let's just have everything be like pretty benign. From what I recall, I mean, again, I was in high school when this came out. I know I saw it either through because my younger sister watched it or maybe I was babysitting some children that watched it. But I remember it having an impact on me being like, wow, this is way better than I thought it was going to be. And it's deeply strange, (laughs) 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 which I like. (laughs) I I
0: just I I admired that it was something that Robert Rodriguez wanted to do, like after From Dusk Till Dawn been the faculty like yeah i want to make it some kids movies i got kids now and then got all these other, like george clooney's in this movie like yeah. <laughs> got all these people on board like yeah i want to play i want to ham it up in a kids movie yeah all right yeah i thought yeah. that was great
2: that's that's pretty cool i mean like the nicest thing i think i feel like the best thing i can say about this i mean watching a 20 year old kids movie as a grown-ass elderly adult i am now curious to watch the sequels i was that's something that does not happen very often and we get to talk about the fourth one in july in 2011
0: which the kids come back for somehow yeah it's it's yeah it's just it's interesting that they kept them they kept them in the mix yeah um yeah. Oh, God. This, this does sound interesting, but we got to keep moving on, moving on into television because this, this week in television on, in 2001, Holy in particular. Cow, speaking,
2: it is all weird kids' entertainment. Yeah. I feel like yeah. We just we found the perfect week for everything in 2001.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is the thing I know the least about, but it's one of the few times I could have reached out to my mother and sister. I've never heard of this. The South Pacific miniseries? Yeah. Does that mean non musical?
2: No, it's the musical. Okay. They just It's long, so they spread it out over two nights. Mm-hmm.
0: this I, I expect these kind of things to be, night. if I haven't heard of them, to be very notorious and bad. You say it like, no, this isn't bad. <laughs> no, it's good. 2001 yeah. South Pacific miniseries. Some ABC presents an epic new production of an American classic. I do not see if I can live without you. The musical masterpiece filled with drama and romance that's won nine Tony Awards, the Pulitzer Prize, and the Academy
1: Award. Don't die, Emile. Please don't die.
0: Glenn Close, Harry Connick Jr., Roddy Gervaisia, Lori Tanchin, Jack Thompson, Natalie Mendoza, and Robert Pascarelli. South Pacific, Monday, March twenty-six. And Robert Pascarelli? Good Lord. Yep. Good Lord, this movie has everything. Uh, yeah, I've never even heard of this. We had a South Pacific poster in, in, in like, our bathroom growing up. So wow. I, very, I'm a little... So I, I, this is the year I, w- I, I started to not live at home. That's probably it. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, it's good. I think I might like it more than the movie, because... I don't know. I don't know what it is about that movie. I think it's maybe because every time a musical number starts, like, the colors change. Mm. Like, why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> I don't... It's weird. Yeah. But also, like, depiction of Asian people. Well, uh sometimes no uh, sometimes oh good thank you for pointing out racism is bad and then you're like oh but that part no <laughs> well,
0: by being yeah. More oh.
2: yeah but everyone forgets glenn close can sing she can sing great
0: i do forget that yes and because uh that same week i was a little more excited i did not see this when it premiered but i would go on to see it when adult swim would run it for years and years and years all 13 episodes of the oblongs debuts this week and I find this I, I find this only odd <laughs> that it's just it's based on a kids book but was WB's adult show like calling it like their Simpsons isn't no it was it went a little further than the Simpsons little not as far mm-hmm. as Family Guy but this is a children's book being adapted into adult entertainment with some. Just fantastic vocal performances. Will Ferrell. Gene that, oh, Smart. Gene Smart. Gene
2: oh, Smart was, was amazing on this And moments. I love the
0: Sklar brothers as the conjoined, conjoined twins. <laughs> 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 uh, Bobby Hill as Milo, but uh, just a wonderful premise. Uh, uh, what is it? A, a group of, a society of freaks who live at the toxic waste sewage end of the rich part of town? and. Mm-hmm endless amount of fun storylines in this and it only got 13 episodes on wb but if you were an adult swim fan like me and diana you ended up seeing it like every week for three years so i've seen so many episodes i've seen this so many times
2: yeah uh so much fun yeah i i I am kind of amazed that yeah wb took the chance on this because it does get very adult like it seems like it should have started on adult swim
1: yeah just
2: yeah yeah, i mean like an entire episode is about how the dad who's named bob because he has no arms and legs he he gets his junk crushed by a stripper and so can't have sex with his wife every night like he usually does. And that has a cascade of problems from there yeah. because it turns out like their son needs the white noise of his parents having sex to go to sleep. That's oh a whole God. thing, which is depicted so great that like his dream is is always the same that he's working in a ticket booth at a movie theater with a squeaky turnstile selling tickets for Oh God because <laughs> mm-hmm, he's course. just used to hearing oh god oh god oh god oh god
0: and I, I love Will Ferrell's dad character so so, my favorite moment of the whole show he has no arms and no legs and he just hops in a room and he's like well someone's gotta change grandma and just like leaves frame and it just hangs on that frame to hear, oh good lord <laughs> it's one of the grossest things I think that's ever been on network television a man changing an adult diaper with his face but
2: uh, <laughs> I always go back to uh, Jean Smart's line because she's like a she she's uh, like a chain smoker and she stopped smoking. She's like I stopped smoking and my sense of taste came back. Did you know vomit tastes bad? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there was, it was uh, like a scene of her at the bar lighting her finger on fire and trying to smoke it. Like this, <laughs>
1: anybody so who loved
0: this up. kids' book, I love the idea of them tuning in. Oh wait, they made a book out of this. I'm ten. Holy shit. This is so gross, but uh, The Oblongs, uh, good, a decent legacy for a one-season show. Man, and, who, oh boy, I don't know, we've been talking about a lot of disturbing Sopranos episodes this week. Yeah, uh, so
3: Sopranos is on a tear of mm-hmm. pretty brutal shit, and this one is called University. It's the one that everybody remembers is the one where Ralphie beats his pregnant girlfriend to death, basically. Oh, God.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, so hard to watch.
3: It's just, like, it's in contrasting, like, storylines between that, what's going on with that, and then Meadow at college Mm -hmm. also being pretty callous to someone in need, her roommate. and The um, the
0: newspaper underwear?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, it's just... It's a real study in like how these people that, you know, we've spent, not Ralphie, because Ralphie is a notoriously evil character who's just like I, malicious and just waiting for him to get his just desserts.
0: I, there was still, there's still a part of him that is like kind of likable up until this episode. Like in, oh, in this, it's mm, like never I know. again. This no, is No,
3: I can't. I don't know if I buy that. I, I can't like him, but I do think that, I don't know if this was the purpose of the writers, but watching a show like Sopranos, you make these people kind of your family and you start to enjoy them and love them regardless of how horrible they are. And then an episode like this comes around, shows like, oh no, these are shitty bad people. Yeah, that crossed These the are line, really man. shitty bad people. Like Meadow, everybody, like even Meadow, especially Meadow, she fucking <laughs> sucks. But yeah, it's just, I was, it, it kind of shakes you out of and, and watching tony's yeah. reaction to ralphie's girlfriend's murder is just it shows like he's just like oh what a shame you know yeah
2: that's the most that he can muster
3: well about I, I, it also is,
0: it, it needs yeah. to play oh that's
2: I, too bad that happened as right. opposed to that's too bad you did that right yeah. right
3: well
0: i think he he's harboring something but it's one of those weird things in Sopranos. They only do this with this one thing: the the concept of the made man. Mm-hmm. And Goodfellas hammers home the rules of that, and Sopranos doesn't. But if you walk mm-hmm. in knowing that, I remember watching it with my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, why the fuck doesn't Tony just kill Ralphie? He's like, he keeps saying it. He's a made guy. He can't. Like, you, he, Tony will get killed if he kills Ralphie. Something else has to resolve the situation between him and his awful employee. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is just uh, yeah, yeah. He goes he goes at Ralphie a little in this, but. he... He's not even supposed to hit him. You can't even, yeah, not a guy you can hit. Um, even if he beats a young woman to death in front of everybody. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) And I I
0: genuinely don't know at the time this, I thought this was a far more disturbing episode than the previous one we talked about. But now I've just depictions of beatings I have less of a problem with than like raw sexual assaults. Where, what has happened to me in terms of my sensitization or desensitization? For real. Like, I don't I don't want to... I don't want to... You can tell me someone's raped. You do not have to show me. But mm. but it's kind of yes, nice to I see some, some people... Seeing people get beat up is why we watch movies, but not necessarily <laughs> this situation. Let's move on to something even more disturbing. Shut up. Sarah's, like, smiling and judging me. <laughs> uh... <laughs> But maybe because I was raised on this show and you weren't there for me. Yeah, this show. This show I discovered post 9-11. Uh, a little too late. What a fantastic show. Invader Zim. Uh, Invader oh Zim.
2: Oh my God. Maybe. I feel like we need to have a March Madness bracket for the ugliest show ever made. I think mm. the show's beautiful. Because in its sheer ugliness.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's a cohesive ugliness though from- um.
2: Oh yeah. No, um, it's planned out. ugliness. It's ugly for a very clear reason.
0: And I I forget, I I did look this up a couple days ago I love the saga of this because I had read Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, a very adult comic, but drawn in a style written written by and drawn by um, uh, Jonan jo- Jon- Honan Vasquez about a guy who serial murders people and is funny, but like is, oh yeah, this could look like a Nicktoon. It's part of why this comic is interesting. And Nickelodeon is embarking, this is interesting, us talking about Clarissa last week, they're embarking on a way to grow with their audience. Our audience is growing out of our shows. We basically have four or five years to tackle this audience and they leave us for everything else on cable what if we had things later on in the evening that grew with our audience they reached out to the author and writer and artist behind Johnny the homicidal maniac and he creates a very dark show about an invading alien uh who is meant to live among the earthlings and conquer them and i don't know i don't know how like te- i was reading like technically no one is murdered in the in any of the episodes like that is impossible. Mm, there are no, people murdered. I all I refuse
1: the, to believe that they do fly nope. off in the
0: distance. But like
1: the, the
2: episode where he steals everyone's organs and he has yeah. like hundreds of livers and intestines inside him, it's the, one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen.
0: It's it's one of my favorite shows. It, it it lasted two seasons. Nickelodeon kind of bought more than they bargained for, and it made. <laughs> Vasquez never want to work in animation again, which is a shame because I know many of our goth listeners listening right now lost their virginity wearing some kind of Invader Zim. In I was gonna perpidalia. say this, this
2: helped prop up hot topics. Oh like my years. god, yes. You could I'm sure they still have stuff right now. And I, oh
1: yeah.
0: It's I this, love it. I this love is the way my,
3: it my my exposure to I just completely missed the boat on that when I when it was popular and my the most exposure I've had to Invader Zim in was through hot topic a place mm. that i shop and continue <laughs> to shop at regularly <laughs> well,
0: you, you, um, you might you, you may have been heading into college like me and like i only saw this during like like 360p file sharing services nickelodeon <laughs> kind of banished the rest of it onto its cable channel nicktoons and then after that, it became a hit with people in dorms like me. And, mm-hmm. and then we wanted to wear shit that had Invader Zim on it. And it was, it was too slow a burn to be a genuine phenomenon. But I, I have a feeling everyone listening now loves Invader Zim.
2: Yeah. If it, I mean, this has cult hit written all over it. If yeah. you haven't discovered it in these 20 years, go check it out. Uh, I can only watch maybe two episodes at a time. I cannot binge this because Doom. it is so visually strange and there is so much screaming even though, you know, <laughs> I love Gur. I, I quote Gur all the time, the little robot dog. T- Whenever something bad happens, especially these last five years or so, mm-hmm. almost weekly at some point I go, well, let's all sing the Doom song. Doom to doom, 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 doom.
0: Yeah, like no one, no one seems to know why the show is canceled because there were so many reasons given by the show itself and to, <laughs> to be canceled. Because they could have canceled this for any one of these things. And it did come back. It has a an hour-long special, Enter the Florpus, on Netflix. If you haven't checked that out, there is technically an ending to Invader Zim. And it's it's pretty good, if you haven't seen it yet. Hmm. Enter the Florpus. And, but <laughs> other than that, it's, it's, it's about two seasons. I love those DVDs. It's one of those reasons I want to hold on to my DVDs. You can see Mark Hamill trying out to be Invader Zim on that DVD. Because oh. I'm trying to remember who the voice is for Zim. Because I... Love how much he screams. He's it's it's almost all screaming. God. So much screaming.
2: Poor Zim only got two seasons, and at the same time, Nickelodeon hit frickin' gold with something much nicer mm-hmm. with the uh, Fairly Odd Parents, which went ten seasons. Yeah. Also, a hot topic staple.
0: Yeah. I, I believe yeah. True. I
2: love I love their design. They are really
1: cute. I believe really cute. getting a
0: live action reboot on Paramount Plus a mountain of garbage. I'll change my tune when they become a sponsor. Uh, the Fairly Odd Parents show I wish I could tell you more about because but I was an adult and I was not watching this. And um
2: Not gross
3: enough.
0: Not gross enough. <laughs> not gross. Yeah, enough. I
3: was gonna say, I mean you yeah, did and continue to watch a lot of children's programming. Yeah, you just didn't watch this one it's gotta
0: it's gotta do something that no show's ever done before and mm-hmm. the premise is is new uh, kids who are being raised by f- like literal fairy god people that's what their mm-hmm. parents are, and that's about all I can oh. tell you
3: oh okay, well, now I get the title that's cute,
0: yeah, but invader Zim is like I've never seen a show that <laughs> dedicated itself everything is silver, purple, and magenta. And, it, and it's going to be dark as shit. We're going to murder children, drooling children in front of your face. Fun. You know, fun. It's so bleak and so ugly. God, I love Invader Zim. Uh, but this show, yeah, I just, sorry, don't know enough about it. I looked at, it has some notes, but it's just like a wiki glance. You tell us what you think about The Fairly Odd Parents and whether or not it holds up. Because 10 seasons is a ridiculous amount for an animated program to go. Mm-hmm. You may not think that because the same network runs SpongeBob, but this is... I would guess the third longest running Nickelodeon animated show behind Rugrats and SpongeBob. So it has to mean something to some people. And I'm not going to start watching Plus the show.
3: Well, isn't it part of meme culture now too? I mean, I think there's like some
0: This is where Doug Dimmodome comes from? I, I I don't know. I wasn't there.
3: I, I... Think that there's some meme that uses, or some, several memes maybe, that use uh, fairly odd parents, which means that, yeah, I mean, definitely people cared about this show a lot. And so, let us know in the comments around the LTC because I'm very curious, yeah,
0: me too, yeah. absolutely. And then it's not me trying to sell it short, but just, um, yeah, I was out there, yeah, picking up the pieces of 9 11 when these shows came out. So, <laughs> shut up, <I'm> sorry, More <laughs> like
3: trying to smash and get smashed, yes, that was mm.
0: happening, living with your husband. Um, <laughs> living with your husband, yeah. and I, I, the mixed message we sent—that someone just reminded us of—we saw a guy with a black lawn jockey driving by, and like, oh no. that's awful. So we just grabbed it and stole it, and uh, <laughs> but then, like, I don't remember how someone put it on our roof. So like, <laughs> where t- are we any better than these people now? Like, it's he, he would get dressed up at parties, like, uh, but, yeah, we lost our message somewhere in there.
3: <laughs> I'm wincing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. worth whitzing
0: over. Um, that's, that's, if you're talking about the video game segment, 2001 video games of March 26th through April 1st. I have never played the Game Boy Color game uh, Night of the Living Treehouse of Horror, a Simpsons game from THQ, but it looks terrible. <laughs> hey, baby, Zone of the Enders um, is out on PS2. Is that, that's, is that one of those games famous for a demo uh, is that what Metal Gear 2 Solid demo was on it? I can't remember. We're going to go way more in depth on this on patreon.com slash laser time. Pokemon Stadium 2, I'm going to guess that's out in Japan for Nintendo 64. That's where you can like bring your Game Boy, uh, I think it's just Game Boy characters, into a 3D environment and watch them fight there. Hmm. And then we have Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. That has to be a re-release. Star Wars Episode One: Battle for Naboo. We talked about that. We will hammer all this out in greater detail Patreon.com slash lasertime. With the games out of the way, we got to close out. And what better way to do it than the most we've talked about music in a long time? Gorillas. (laughs) Let's close out with Clint Eastwood. But stay right there. You remember Diana said this is the segment to be here for. 2011. That's what she's looking forward to. So don't move. All this so you can survive when law is lawless.
1: Feelings, sensations that you thought was dead. No squealing. Remember that it's all in your head. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag, I'm useless. Not for long. The future is coming. <laughs>
2: Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea, it's time for Diana's Classic Corner. We go even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching And for the week of March 26th through April 1st, yeah, a couple of recommendations. Uh, let's just get to it. uh 60 years ago this week, in 1961, saw the release of One Eyed jacks which is the only movie that Marlon Brando directed. It's a western. It's kind of inspired by Billy the Kid. And it's, not surprisingly, kind of weird. But yeah, he was actually a pretty good director. Like, Except that I guess he wandered off the set and stopped directing at some point. Because he was Marlon Brando and he was kind of crazy. So, kind of a light recommend. Like, if you're into kind of off-the-beaten-track westerns, yeah, I'd give it a shot. And then, I was thinking of this because of our talking about Taylor of Panama. And because of another movie we've got coming up in the Classic Corner in a couple weeks. Uh, If you like Taylor of Panama, but you want a comedy version, Our Man in Havana, starring Alec Guinness, from 1959, which I think I might have recommended before. But I got to recommend it now because it just made me think of it immediately. It's about a guy who lives in Havana, minding his own business, and basically convinces everyone that he's a spy and gets a whole bunch of money for it. And just sort of makes up spy stuff to keep things interesting. And uh, it's Alec Guinness doing light comedy, which he was so good at. I've said it a trillion times, but if you only know him as Obi-Wan Kenobi... Please go watch some of his other movies. I have a great comedy recommend coming up in a couple weeks with him. But uh, yeah, so One Eyed Jackson, yeah, how about Our Man in Havana? I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by it. And that's it for this week. Stay classic.
1: Too many pain pills, too much pot. Trying to be something that I'm not Superman. Superman. Trying to do more than I can, I got a little out of hand, I ain't Superman. Know what I'm talking about? I blew my throat and I
0: blew my toe. I wound up sipping on soup, they sure I wasn't Superman. Oh, no. What a a delight. I have never heard this in my life. (laughs) Did you get
2: a contact high?
0: Dude, if you watch the video, it is Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson sitting around, I think, trying to smoke the biggest joint they can. This this (laughs) couldn't have aired on MTV, but... This is this is hilarious, and I, I had no idea that off of documentary. So this is on Snoop Dogg's album, they, yep. uh, featuring All Willie right. Nelson, wow. Where
2: he he also has a song with gorillas. Wow! Whoa! But I was so charmed by this one. I was like, "Well, come on, of course, come on. I, again, Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson singing a little blue song together. Come on, that's fun."
0: I, I am that's not fun for everyone. I, I'm not a big music person in general, and I could probably never justify the tickets to see gorillas. but I have to tell you, I'm very curious as to what that's like live because they've done multiple tours. Like, mm-hmm. how do mm-hmm. they tour? How? Welcome to 2011, everyone. March 26th through April 1st. We have some other new music releases to tell you about, like Femme Fatale from Britney Spears. Um, yep. That is out this week. Gavolt by Alif Bass, the first full length album uh, in Yiddish. What? The metal oh. album in Yiddish.
2: Yep. I almost brought us in with that, but I listened to some of it, and it's quite terrible, but <laughs> <laughs> I have to give him credit for doing a metal album in Yiddish, so. Yeah.
0: Uh, also out this week, Stone Rolling by Raphael Sadiq, uh, The Unforgiving uh, by Within Temptation, Screaming Bloody Murder by Sum 41, and Rolling Papers by Wiz Khalifa, Born This Way by Lady Gaga is still number one. It was weird, I was... Fiddling around with my radio because uh <laughs> the connection to my phone broke. And I heard Poker Face on the radio and I was like, Wow, this feels ten years old for the first time. Like this this is old. I yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard I hadn't heard We're it in old. ten years. Since like we went borrowed a car for like a month, and I heard it every twenty minutes for like a for like a <laughs> week. And then only the Eric Cartman version. Uh but Born this way by Lady Gaga, still number one. Movies of twenty eleven. Oh, so many to talk about here. Trust with Clive Owen and Catherine Keener.
2: So this was like, at first it sounded like a TV movie of the week, but then all the mm-hmm. reviews were really solid about uh, Clive Owen and Catherine Keener's 14-year-old daughter meets up with a guy that she met online who's been grooming her and assaults her. And then it's about the fallout from that. Directed by David Schwimmer. Excuse and me? all the reviews were that it. <laughs> he's a good director. Like he's wow. only done two movies, but a lot of TV So I I watched this. Um, Oh, you did? Yeah,
3: it's definitely streaming for free somewhere. I mean, I watched it for a couple reasons. A, Clive Owen and Catherine Keene are two of my favorite actors. Like, I just love them and pretty much everything. So I really wanted to see them together. I thought that was awesome. And then also just the subject matter I thought was interesting as someone who lives in a house with a teenager now who is very online. It Mm -hmm. is... I think it's very well acted. I think it's very well directed. Mm. I would not recommend – it's grim. Like mm. it is – it's trigger warnings absolutely for assault because it's not super explicit, but it is enough to make your skin crawl for sure. It's very good, but it is It is just – it's very depressing and it's very, very grim. My only criticism also would be that – a lot of it focuses on Clive Owen as the dad and like his reaction and his personal fallout to this horrible thing happening to his daughter. And there's a scene at the end that kind of just put a bad taste in my mouth because she eventually kind of ends up comforting him because he's so devastated by what happened to her. And I don't know, there's a, a little bit that I felt like this is sort of like a male gaze problem where this right. woman was this girl was assaulted and yet we are seeing how it's affecting her dad which absolutely would affect the whole family certainly but like i don't know it, it, it kind of <laughs> lost me for a second with that but otherwise i it is yeah i think all the the good reviews are well deserved also it has jason clark in it who yeah. is like one of my favorite hey, it's that guys to show up of the modern age. Like, I just really like him anytime he shows up in anything because he's just he's such a good actor and he's so unusual looking. So I think that's, like, such a fun combination. I just really like actors who are interesting to look at and, and he's definitely one of them. It's good. It's rough.
1: Good enough. And, and David
3: Schwimmer, like, I, I think is a talented director. I, I know I've seen other things that he's directed. I cannot think of them off the top of my head. There's one where, like, I think someone's running a race. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> run guy, run uh, fat boy run
3: so, yes yes yeah yes. I think that's, that's it. it wow that's, what I'm that's fucking for. teamwork uh, but anyways uh yeah i don't know i think david trimmer is highly underrated as a, a good guy um,
0: and a good director also in the good but harsh category super so, trust yeah, yeah
2: super good but harsh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah um, great cast too: Sean Gunn, Michael Rooker, Kevin Bacon, Liv Tyler, Elliot Page, Rain Wilson. In Super, I love the film. Before I ever, yeah. I ever thought James Gunn would go on to direct mainstream movies of any kind. In at the dawn of the superhero craze, he's directing a parody. And if I have to talk about music that I like, just go look up the title sequence. It has one of the best title oh, sequences yeah. in film history. It's wonderful. And yeah.
2: Oh, so so good. Yeah, I think super i feel like is nc-17 kick-ass because mm-hmm,
1: yeah. mm-hmm.
2: they're both about regular schlubs who decide to become superheroes and have no abilities and get their asses kicked very badly mm-hmm. yeah rain wilson he just runs around hitting people with a pipe wrench <laughs> who decides they're <laughs> evildoers and then uh elliot page joins him as you know like his sidekick yes. and it turns out like oh he's crazy and sh- she's crazier i'm gonna go with she at this time sorry
0: Um, i mean there's there's a there's a really funny rape sequence that doesn't make sense given a certain gender (laughs) uh
2: well i mean i didn't think it was funny honestly i thought it was was pretty brutal i thought it was was hot (laughs) but oh god no no that's that's what it looks like when a woman rapes a man but um and it's it's it's, well it's fucked up i know i mean and that could be funny fucked up or not fucked
0: up it could be my thing leave me alone people
2: well, I mean, that just led me making the joke that, like, earlier in the movie, Rain Wilson's big fear was going to prison and getting raped by a man. Yeah. And then he was. We just didn't know it for 10 years. Because wow. this is Elliot Page, formerly known as Ellen Page, we're talking about here. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah. I,
0: I, I want to, I think it's a pretty amazing, like, doing research for this. Like, uh, Elliot Page is just not that old. And, like everywhere like on the main places like rotten tomatoes imdb and wikipedia like the name changed very quickly whereas mm-hmm. i feel yeah. like a couple years ago pushback. i'm not changing the wiki and, <laughs> and and everybody did everybody's on board with it it just feels nice mm-hmm. um yeah. it's gonna be way easier to call uh, call Elliot page because of things yeah. like that uh, actually
2: yeah now that i think about it i shouldn't should i call the character female is that fair yeah i think you know, that's fair. played by a dude yeah. okay i think that's fair <laughs> Yeah, but, so, yeah, it's about this guy who, his wife leaves him, Liv Tyler leaves him for Kevin Bacon, which, I'm sorry, Rain Wilson, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: that <laughs> is a trade,
3: that is a trade-up.
2: Yeah, but then it turns out Kevin Bacon's a really horrible person, uh, so, okay, and it, she leaves because of, like, drug problems, and, you know, usually think, like, oh, he stole my wife, and this horrible, he's leaving her, leading her into this horrible life, and it turns out, like, their relationship wasn't that good to begin with. Like Mm -hmm. it was kind of doomed to fail. And so yeah, he wants to go stop this criminal. What took his wife and it's pretty disturbing, but it's very, you can tell this is the, this is a trauma guy. This is a guy who wrote Trobio and Juliet Yeah. because the, the violence is cartoonish and sudden and over the top. And yeah, everything about sex is gross and weird. It's, It's something I
0: see our friend Kevin using to describe films. And it's just like, it's good sleaze. It's yeah. it's good sleaze. It's, you, you don't want to show the whole family this, but like, uh,
2: oh no, I I
0: love the film super. So
2: I was right pleasantly now? surprised, but no, I I found that sex scene really disturbing and upsetting.
0: I liked it at the Sorry. time. Sorry,
2: and there's yeah, trigger warning. There's more sexual assault in mm, the movie yeah. too,
1: but
0: yeah, definitely. But it
2: was pretty funny. I mean, not the sexual assault, but the movie overall.
0: Um, yeah, I think it's a fun film. And um, also a fun film I meant to rewatch because I, I can't remember why right now because the film is fucking complicated. And i trying to get through the first part of it and, and read her. Ah, uh, whatever. Jeffrey, but it's uh, David Bowie's Kids Follow Up to Moon. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright, Vera Farmiga, uh, Michelle Monaghan, and Jake Gyllenhaal's Source Code. What is my mission?
2: A bomb exploded on a train outside of Chicago, killing everyone. A secret program called The Source Code will send you back before the explosion. If you find the bomber, the next attack can be prevented. We'll have eight minutes.
3: Change the past. What would you do if you knew you had less than eight minutes to live?
1: I'd make those seconds count.
0: Save the future. John, I'm get back!
1: Source Code.
0: Is, am I forgetting like how this worked? This is not the Tom Cruise live, die, repeat movie whose real name I can never right. remember. This is tomorrow. T- this is like yeah. you 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 can't change the past, but we can. You can Assassin's Creed style. We can send you back to witness the scene, and you can collect evidence on who we think did this. This this is something yes. that's always going to occur, and you are always going to die at the end of the <laughs> this sequence. Yeah, and
2: exactly, it's more like we're putting you in a memory of a guy who was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's already happened, and that guy already died. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're gonna put you in like you know imagine a brain in a jar Mm -hmm. and you can relive this little chunk that we have to figure out where's the bomb who put it there you know what's his next plan because they're they're thinking that whoever bombed this train is about to release a dirty bomb somewhere in chicago so we need to figure out who this guy is yes uh i thought it was cool as hell i was sort of like i don't know i mean it's kind of video gamey it's kind of edge of tomorrow and i was like no, this turned out to be really interesting.
0: Yeah. Huh. And the kind of special effects, high-minded sci-fi you could do with your friends, essentially, other than like the explosions and train sequences. But the concept is uh, doable on a, it's fun to think about it. I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. one of the things I hope inspires young directors.
3: Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I need to revisit this then because mm-hmm. I can tell you that this is one of the first movies Sam and I saw together when we started dating. And huh. We left because wow. we found it to be pretty boring and silly, but I totally will go back and revisit it. But so uh, I like she did not give it a fair shake at all. But
0: if I may turn this into a different kind of podcast, she also likes David Schwimmer movies. What does she know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean Sarah's making fun faces in the background. Tough but
1: fair. Come on, beat me up. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm kinda of surprised that you found it boring because I mean it takes a little bit of time to establish what's going on and why. And then I feel like most of it, I mean, they just keep going back over and over to the same thing. And I can see that being, I guess it could be boring, but it's like, like it's a video game level. Every time he's got to try something else or it's like, okay, well this time I'm interrogating this guy. And like the girl that I'm with is very confused. Like, why are you beating up on that guy? Like, why did you just run upstairs to try to get a gun? What are you doing? And he's like, reset, let's do it again. All right. But he's also really reluctant. That's interesting is that Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't understand why he's in this program or who's in charge of it. And what happened to him last thing he knew, he was flying a helicopter in Afghanistan and now he's doing this.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a bit of mystery yeah. there.
3: I think at one point I like turned to Sam and I was like, I just can't keep watching this over and over again. And I think part <laughs> of it too is that, that feeling of like – Trying to do something over and over and yeah, trying futility. to do something, not be able to, feels mm. like a bad dream, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. a bad dream
3: that I've had no. before, and maybe that was part of the problem with me, but I'm 100% down to watch it again, because yeah, I obviously was missing something there, and, and who knows, but hmm. um, but yeah, I'd check it out again Yeah, I think it was in that s- case. I did not I did not think it would get such a good
2: review from this group.
3: A so, small oh, indie yeah.
0: worth your time, I, I, I believe. I think the same could be said for this horror movie that I have not... I, hate myself for not seeing because i really wanted to oh
2: yeah i feel like i feel like source code is like a direction things could have gone with sci-fi that they somehow didn't necessarily mm-hmm. and then our next movie this changed a lot of shit mm-hmm. that i didn't even think about at the time but we can look back now which is what this show is for and realize oh yeah here we go this is a turning point
0: really uh okay lynch yep. shea barbara hershey rose byrne patrick wilson and insidious the perfect home
1: the perfect family, the perfect life. Good nice, sweetie. Critics are calling Insidious, the scariest movie in decades. I have Dalton's room There is something in their visit. <laughs> Disturbing. I want to leave this house. The scariest horror film since Poltergeist. It's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. From the makers of Paranormal
0: Activity. Please, please, do something! Insidious. Theaters, April 1st. Not the Saw Guys? What's going on here?
2: It is a Saw Guys. It's the the Saw Writer Directors with the Producer of Paranormal Activity. Yeah. And basically, this is where horror goes. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of it involving James Wan. Mm-hmm. And I like it because it's Jason, back to basics.
0: Jason Blum. Yep. Blumhouse. Uh,
2: this, this is the beginning of Blumhouse. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, between. Insidious, and we get The Conjuring in a couple of years from the same director. It's, it's like, I like it because it's a back-to-basics kind of horror stuff. Like, okay, we're out of torture porn, and... Like kind of with the found footage, there's a little bit of the found footage kind of thing going on. But, you know, it boils down to like, uh, is it a haunted house or is it a haunted kid or is it both? Mm. There's an evil entity and it's sneaking up on you. (laughs) Like, yeah, no, that's great. Like good old fashioned exorcist, Amityville horror, you know, whatever. Just there's an evil thing. and It turns out like, oh, you can see it in the pictures all along. And there's a bunch of jump scares and the music's pretty good. And I watched part of it and then I turned it off because I'm a big wuss. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this seems way too just even the
3: trailer sounds way too scary for me now that i think of, it really does mark a return to like plain old haunted house haunted doll mm-hmm. you know that's yeah. really what it's been for the past 10 years i know because you know, stepson is really into horror and so i know he and sam have watched all these movies together yes. and it's all some haunted house
2: haunted doll
3: james wan drama. patrick
0: wilson repeats yes yep. yeah 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 exactly
2: <laughs> It's fun. Yeah, is is there anything scarier than a spooky kid? <sighs> no. except maybe having a kid like in a coma or something. The kid is in danger, and you want to save the kid. I mean, and this one you kind of get both.
0: I'm um, in my I'm in my 40s now, so a spooky bill. Ooh, I don't remember occurring this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: a slipped disc. <laughs> oh,
0: <God>. uh. <laughs> Shitty deductible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we should give Patrick Wilson real credit for being like he's the Scream King now. He's it's a,
0: weird. What's-
2: so many of these because he's just such a like average nice looking guy. and I'm, like I like in this one that there's like little hints of things going wrong with him. played really tiny and subtle. Until they start spilling out and you're like, oh.
0: Okay. For, for me, the first, thing I, the first thing I saw him in and then probably the, saw him the most is in Watchmen where he gained a bunch of weight for it. I always forget like, yeah, he's doing okay. I'm like, no, he got fat for Watchmen. He looks <laughs> like this and everything else. Stop saying that about Patrick Wilson.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he is something of a, a very interesting person to watch. He's very good at doing incredulous face because I feel like <laughs> that is on every poster for every scary movie that he's in. But he's also got, like, Broadway pipes, yeah. like, Broadway, like, he can fucking sing. Mm-hmm. He's, like, in that one of the best episodes of Girls of all time. I, like
0: that, I remember very, that.
3: Very, very.
0: I, I remember his house from train. Girls. I wanted his house from Girls more than anything.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that ping pong table. Yeah. Oh,
0: in the middle of Same. Brooklyn? Fuck
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah. All right. I will not see this, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm
0: probably going to end up checking <laughs> it yep. out. Sadly, yeah. not before I do the show about it, but...
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's it's another one that's like, oh, look, it's got like three sequels. Do I want to keep watching them? I kind of do, but I'm also a, a giant baby and there's a mm-hmm. lot of jump scares and I don't like I'm
0: a giant baby. I got yeah. You know what scares me? That the second two are prequels. Ugh, gross. No. Sick. I'm three human centipede of movies, prequels. Ah. Um.
3: <laughs> you just need to do what I do, which is when Sam watches a horror movie that I want to watch, I just have him tell me every single plot
0: point. Yeah, Angela ashes it to him. <laughs> him tell me. Yes. <laughs> go out and see it and tell <laughs> me about it. <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> Um and I don't know if any of us watched the number one movie at the box office this week.
2: I did. Wow, all right. I wow. am dedicated and I have things to say.
0: I'm not doing it. Um what a cast though. Hugh Laurie, Chelsea Handler, David Hasselhoff, David Hasselhoff, uh Elizabeth Perkins, Gary Cole, Hank Azaria, Kelly Kuko, uh Russell Brand, and James Mardston. Number one at the box office this week. Fucking hop. From the makers of despicable meat. One special. One adorable rabbit. What are you doing? See? Jellybean? Is bringing
1: trouble. Look oh, how cute this bunny is. Two town. I'll create a diversion and we'll escape in the ensuing chaos. Run for it! Ow! No. That jacuzzi loosened me right
0: no. up. <laughs> it's called a coup d'etat, which is a French for
1: coup d'etat. Huh? Ah.
0: Don't eat that. Remember when Sonic the Hedgehog came out, and like, is James Marsden going to exclusively ride around in cars with CG characters from here on out?
2: Well, it turns out he's really good at it. Yeah? Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's usually a problem with things, you know, where someone's acting against something that's not there. Sometimes the eye line is right. Sometimes the energy is off. And like, he's really good <laughs> at it. such a strange
0: that. thing for a trained actor to get good at. Oh, my goodness. Poor yeah, James Yeah, he's just
2: fake. Seems like they're in the same room talking at the same time. So I thought, okay, well, this is number one at the box office. I'm surprised it's not insidious, but, you know, this seems like a callously manufactured Easter movie. Mm -hmm. Let's go for it. And I was pleasantly surprised because it turns out it's a lot weirder than I was expecting. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, the basic setup, they just explain Russell Brand voices, the son of the Easter Bunny, who's supposed to take over. He doesn't want to. He wants to be a drummer. He goes to Hollywood He meets up with James Marsden, who's kind of a loser and, you know, wackiness ensues. And we've seen this, it's a buddy comedy. We've seen this a hundred thousand times. We know exactly where the plot beats are supposed to be. It's somewhere they have wacky wackiness ensues at the end of the second act. There's some sort of misunderstanding or argument. They go their separate ways. They realize they need each other. They come back at the end. In this case, there's a, a David Hasselhoff is hosting a talent competition And they're going to come together and by working together, they win the competition and their dads realize that they have value and that's it. Happy ending. And it turns out, no, no, they have it all set up to go that way. And then they just veer off into crazy town (laughs) where all of a sudden it's like, James Marsden's like, I know I can fix all our problems. How about I take over as the Easter bunny? You go back to drumming because that's what you love. (laughs) And then Hank Azaria as a baby chick named Carlos, stages a coup against the small ruling class of bunnies on Easter Island, because that's where Easter comes from, and tries to murder the Easter bunny, and then is defeated through the power of music. (laughs) Wow. It's Uh, very, it, it. yeah, it just is like, Okay, I was I did not see any of this so coming. I, I really thought I knew how this was going to go. Okay. I had
0: I heard at the time from some people this is not what you, not as bad as you think it is because I'm confusing yeah. it right now for that like James Corden Peter Rabbit movie. Me too. That's what I Yeah, okay. Which it, 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 it's not, but it's directed by Tim Hill, the guy who directed Muppet and Muppets in Space in the SpongeBob movie, which are no Not only both fantastic. There's your David
3: Hasselhoff.
0: Huh? They're back again. If you've never checked out your Muppets and Space special features, there's a whole mystery science way to watch that movie, and he's the Mike Joel character in the in the middle. And anybody huh. who's clever enough to do that special feature, I should give more respect to. So I apologize, Mr. Hill.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I really was expecting, like, we'll have this on in the background while I eat lunch and I'm not paying attention, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up just being like, okay, first of all, the animation is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the way everything interacts, the animated people in the real world looks great. And like I said, James Marston, I don't know how it is, but he's really good at that. There were a bunch of jokes that were clearly not for kids. Like the, the bunny's first stop is... The Playboy Mansion, because that's where bunnies live in Los Angeles. Sure, we get a hef cameo by voice, which I, uh, mm. kids aren't going to get this whole joke. What the fuck? Yeah, and then just like the weirdness and like kind of violence and almost there's a little bit of body horror almost at the end. Like it is, uh, yeah. W- the end is really strange. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 silly fun along the way, and then we get to the end. My my big complaint is like I feel like this movie, like I said, usually this movie is like. The dad comes and is like, oh, I was wrong. You should follow your dreams. If the message were follow your dreams, then Carlos, the baby chick, would become the next Easter Bunny because he's the right hand man. He's the one who gets everything done. And when he says, hey, can I be the next Easter Bunny? The Easter Bunny laughs in his face and is racist towards him. So (laughs) shouldn't that be the ending where it's like the guy who does the job? You know, earns it, and instead they're like, Haha, baby chicks could never be the Easter buddy. <laughs> we should put you in jail or something for thinking this. <laughs> Stay in your place, proletariat. Don't seize the means of production. Ooh,
0: all right. That's a yeah, very 2011... I was not expecting
2: there to be like weird shit like that to talk about. A this very... like, you yeah. can do a, a Marxist reading of Hop.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure... I, I don't know why Fox News didn't. They turned it on a couple of other animated films out there, so holy yeah. shit.
2: Yeah, so there's weird shit to talk about. Bottom line, it was a lot better than I expected. It turned out to be fun. If you want to watch something at Easter, yeah, sure. You could do way worse. Are, I mean, there aren't a lot of Easter movies
0: there are, out
1: there. There are none. I, yeah.
0: None. Well, okay.
2: Yeah. I
3: there's well now there's Hop, but there are two more that I count, which is shock a Lot because it takes place during Lent, and uh, duh, Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: Oh, cut. <laughs> I don't know. We could bring in Jesus stuff. Fine. Fine, really? Matrix Revolutions. That That's right. a good Easter movie. That's Easter a, Parade. It's Easter Parade. Uh, I have a Jimmy Stewart claymation Easter special from Rankin-Bass and the Easter Beagle. I was the Christmas hmm. special guy. Looking in the Easter specials was difficult. That's it, hard. It, mm. there's, there's not a ton of great ones. So I, that's, well, a great, that's a great is topic. Well, great nice. Uh, Nobody
3: wants to sit inside and watch things and like, you know, for it's true. Halloween, Thanksgiving. I go
0: Christmas. out and look at my gazelle, bushes. Azaleas. Good <laughs> 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 uh, <there's, laughs> springtime Florida joke. it got <laughs> Oh, like
3: yeah, very few people <laughs> are gonna think that's funny, but I loved
0: it. <laughs> yeah, mispronouncing azaleas gets them every time. Um, <laughs> but, hop it's the it's oddly the most recommended movie. Of The episode sounds like.
1: Well,
2: I mean, I don't know if most, but. Yeah, like I really was like, all right, this is homework and I don't care. Yeah. Uh, uh. And then the end, I was like, yeah, that was all right.
0: It's it's odd. I, I felt like I was uh, there a were little. Some
2: fun parts. I, I laughed out loud a couple times.
0: I, I, okay. I, I was cynical to a lot of animated movies of this period, but the longer we just had Rain in here, I'm like, this is my biggest recommend of the episode. Like, this holds up better than all the other stuff here. Like, yeah. Yeah, so why not? Hop. Now I'm to the box yeah, office I, for a reason.
2: Yeah, I feel like. It's not so much a recommend as like, if your kids want to watch it, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah. It's not or that it's not what you think. And you will be surprised that that, that was yes. the most surprising takeaway for me. Yeah. And anyway, moving on to television, 2011, uh, the 26th of March through April 1st. It is no April Fool's joke. Uh, HBO miniseries Mildred Pierce is out.
3: Mm-hmm. Starring Kate Winslet, Guy Pearce, Evan Rachel
2: Wood. Mm. Pretty good. So did you see this? Dynamic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How, how does that day. hold up? holds up pretty dang well i mean i'm always going to be a fan of the movie because Mm -hmm. it's you know joan crawford joan crawfording and this (laughs) one like digs deeper into that and like really comes down to like women's work is never done let's Mm -hmm. appreciate how how hard it is first to just try to survive for your kids and then it's how to survive when your daughter's god she's such a bitch (laughs) <laughs> uh, god your daughter's such a bitch what do you do and uh, i mean it's directed by todd haynes who is yeah. one of my favorite filmmakers you know from carol to velvet goldmine but it is it's pretty slow and it's kind of a melodrama okay but it looks pretty yeah it
3: does look, like i looked at the a couple of the promos and some clips and it looks gorgeous and yeah yeah kate Winslet always does the most so not
0: surprising mm-hmm. on the 31st of March, Grey's anatomy song beneath the song
3: this it was a very controversial episode of Grey's anatomy when that it was pretty divisive because it's not it's, it's not the seth a... green
0: episode what it's not the seth green episode where his neck explodes at the end of the episode
2: oh
3: no
0: <laughs> i would
2: watch that is every it, week though but is this the one with someone's got a bomb in their chest Nope, nope.
3: Also
0: <laughs> not
2: that one.
3: Is it the and one where the
0: helicopter comes back and kills? That's ER, according to that? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: No, this is the musical episode. Oh, goodness. Where- oh. And it was, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode when I watched it. I went back and watched some clips. I still think it's a great
0: episode. Is it? Is it? it Cop Rocky?
3: No. Wash no. your
0: hands. We're all gonna wash our hands to not create diseases and in- I I don't know. Is it like that? Are they singing? Are they <laughs> singing about operating on people or who they are?
3: You done?
0: No, I'm waiting for you
3: because <laughs> I am trying to explain it to you. Give me, give me. No, it's just the actual cast member singing some of the songs that were made famous by Grey's Anatomy. I mean, one of the things that I don't know that people think about that much anymore, but was true at least for the first several years of Grey's Anatomy is that If you got your song featured on Grey's Anatomy, that was a big deal for you as a musical artist. And they were the next
0: iPod commercial.
3: I view it as akin to the Garden State soundtrack in a way like a great place where a lot of more indie people, people that you would not have necessarily heard on the radio, would get featured in a Grey's Anatomy and then there would just blow up. And so most of the songs that they sing on the show are those big songs that happen in big moments in the previous seasons of Grey's Anatomy. The fun thing that I didn't realize was that, so Sarah Ramirez, who plays Callie Torres on the show, she has this huge musical number that is absolutely gorgeous. She sings the story by Brandy Carlile, which is just a Absolutely gorgeous song. And I was like, geez, does she have the pipes? Well, I realized she's like a Tony Award winner. So oh. pretty much everybody on the show is, they're actually singing. Like they're not getting dubbed or anything. They did bring in like a couple of, like a vocal coach just to kind of help people out. But for the most part, you know, people were able to hold their own, which is pretty exciting. I pulled a clip from an actual operating room scene where all the doctors start singing How to Save a Life by The Fray, which is like,
2: you know. Oh, I both love and hate this so much. (laughs) Okay.
3: That's the appropriate reaction because when you say it like I just said it, it sounds horrible. But if you watch it, it works. It kind of works. I mean, especially if we're talking about a primetime soap opera, which is what we're watching here. Like, I kind of love it.
0: Is that that the song that it sounds like it's being sung by a dog going through puberty? I don't
3: even know what you're talking about anymore. (laughs) I'm confused. Your analogies are missing me this whole
0: episode. (laughs) (laughs) I stand by it. You can do this one step at a time. One step at a time.
1: Step one, oh you say God. we need <laughs> to talk He walks, you say sit down, it's just a talk He smiles politely back at you You stare politely Removing right needle over the blind wire Some sort steps. of window to your, to your right feet. As he goes wearing masks <laughs> <right> <laughs> Between the lines of fear and blame Wonder why you can't where did I go wrong? I lost a friend somewhere along in the bitterness. and I would have stayed up with you all night had I known how to save a life. So
0: <laughs> and from somewhere. So then, let's recheck the repertoire. Okay, I've got access. So we okay, have we have yeah. Sarah's assurance. This isn't horrible. It's
3: not. <laughs> it's not horrible, especially yeah. in the context. You can definitely tell they're actually singing though, because yeah. the first guy that you hear on the track there is Kevin McKidd, who yeah. played the redhead from Rome. That's where I knew mm-hmm. him from before, but now he's a major person on Grey's Anatomy but that's definitely his voice like his voice is very distinctive I mean, they're and so not sugarcoating
0: different... it so it's that I, yeah. I, if it's not him yeah. hire someone better <laughs> <laughs> to sing
3: <laughs> to sing it's yeah. fun. I would like um, to know how other Grey's Anatomy watchers, because I know we have some in our audience, how they felt about this yeah. episode. I I love it.
0: Brett's the only guy <laughs> I know. You and Brett. Shit, what is this? Video games now? I got to talk about video games after learning how to save a life? I did like that song for a little while. It was one of my favorite HBO promos for things coming this weekend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, totally. I remember that a long time ago. Uh, I'm going to talk through this. Look, we're all still recording from home. Nobody's fully vaccinated yet. There's a dog barking in the background, uh, probably a DoorDash guy. So, video games of 2011 that you might find interesting: Nintendo, Nintendo Dogs plus Cats. Uh, Nintendo Dogs plus Cats is out. Uh, as that is well, Nintendo Dogs plus Cats. My biscuit
3: was weighing in. True. He wants to get
0: his belly scratched with a stylus. Um, and, and- <laughs> Pilot Wings Resort is out. Uh, it's a game uh, I, I played the shit out of on the 3DS. I thought it was amazing. Rayman 3D is out. Uh, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like the 3DS is launching, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't write that down. Ridge Racer 3D, is Street Fighter out? Yes, then it is officially the launch of the 3DS. That is happening this week. If you've never seen one, and I don't know how that's possible. Have either of you ever seen a 3DS? I have a 3DS. I remember trying to explain this to people. glasses 3D. No glasses required. Sarah's squinting. You've never seen a 3DS. It's,
2: I, I wouldn't know, to be perfectly honest. You, yep. you, oh, no, wait. No, I have a Nintendo DS because Michael got a 3DS and I inherited his DS.
0: And that's how you play Ace Attorney. It's all coming
2: together. Exactly.
0: But how it, uh, it mimics polarized 3D glasses by having you hold the thing a certain distance from your face and you are seeing two images combined by your brain into one creating the illusion of 3D in the palm of your hands. Technically, at the time, I remember seeing one and then like, being in the games industry and in the press having a report on, like, I don't know how to tell you guys this, but it works. And they won't tell us why, but you're seeing a 3D image and like now it's pretty easy. It It is responsible for some eye strain, but uh, it made 3D possible in front of everyone's eyes, no matter what your stigmatism is or anything like that. It It is kind of neat uh, to oh. think about that happening yeah. back then.
2: If you have two eyes.
0: If you have two <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. could not have played Rayman 3D.
3: Nor Peter Falk.
0: (laughs) Nor Peter Falk. Steel Diver is also out. Third birthday, Dynasty Warrior 7. There's so many games out. NASCAR, the game 2011. Greg just made fun of this. uh, Russian Attack, the second Russian Attack game in 30 years. Just in time, Konami. Thank you. WWE All-Stars... TNT Racers, I'm just going to end it here. Uh, Shift 2, how about that? Shift 2, a Need for Speed game. Good game. We'll talk more about that on Patreon.com slash with a, a big group of video game experts, all of whom are going to want to talk about nothing but Madden NFL on the 3DS. <laughs> Anyways, thanks you guys so much for listening. That almost wraps up the show. We have a quiz for you about who lived and who died, but I do want to tell you... Once again, thanks to the many fine people at patreon.com slash time who support us. We cannot thank you guys enough. This is our sixth season, Diana. We are officially halfway yep. through the natural life cycle of the show. So see us to the end at the very least. You guys are free to walk in four and three quarter years. And <laughs> but, but until then, no. No, you got to stay with us. Uh, patreon.com slash lasertime. Bunch of extra stuff this week. die where can people see you at?
2: They can find me on the Twitter at listen, a nerd, L E C I N E N E R D or follow the show at thirty twenty ten podcast, three zero two zero one zero podcast and teasing next week. If you've watched the good place and I advise everyone to have done so we have a movie for you because Albert Brooks is dead.
0: Trying to switch CDs.
2: <laughs> yep. He terrible is way to die. By his CD player. Mm-hmm. And I love that what is playing is the song from West Side Story about something's coming, something good. And it's a
1: bus. <laughs> <Got> it.
0: <laughs>
2: I
3: have to say, yes, off mic before we started, we I was kind of looking ahead. And we all were basically like, oh, my God, we are going to have so much fun the next couple weeks talking about movies coming up. So mm-hmm. definitely stay tuned, y'all, because we have some really fun, fun, fun stuff to talk about.
0: With that out of the way, we've got to tell you who died during this period of 30 2010. And it's thankfully not as many as last episode.
2: No. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in 1991, we lost modern dance choreographer Martha Graham, who is 96. Mm-hmm. Chris, where do you know her name from?
0: Uh, Bloodhound Gang Song?
2: No. <laughs> I was expecting Martha Graham, Martha oh, yeah. Graham. Martha
0: Robin Graham. Williams' Birdcage.
2: Madonna, Madonna. Fosse, uh, Fosse, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then in 2011, we lost Geraldine Ferraro, who is 75. She was the first woman nominated on a major ticket for vice president. Really. Unfortunately, it was with Mondale, and they got crushed. But two female trailblazers. Yeah. Like pretty,
3: pr- two pretty amazing women for sure.
1: Yep.
0: All right. Well, with yeah. Those people dead. We got to find out who lived, who's born in the birthday quiz. Oh, birthday is a doodly do, a ding dong, doodly doo, ding dong do.
2: Wow, I learned a lot about this person this week. Oh, <laughs> and coming up with uh, coming up with hints was kind of hard. So, turning thirty-five this okay. week, someone who is halfway to an egot. Hmm. Already, hmm. yeah, she's a youngster. Uh, born Gaga. March twenty-eighth, nineteen eighty-six. I'm sorry, what? Lady Gaga. God damn it! Oh, I'm so no, mad. I swear to God, you can see my duck is reflected in my glasses. Uh, you no, are ch- no,
0: I'm dizzy. That that shouldn't have happened. But- no. Oh, no. no,
2: no, 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 no. Do over. I refuse.
0: <laughs> Let me hear. Her. She's number one this week on uh, Ten Years. I'm ago. so
2: angry. I'm yeah. so angry.
0: <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. I just wanted to throw it out before Sarah did. Well,
2: you're we
1: never sure.
2: Ah, uh, okay. uh, I should I should have saved the ego part because here's something I didn't know. Her TV debut when she was 15 is a, as an extra on The Sopranos in The Telltale Musadel. What? Yes, of course I know this. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it.
0: Yeah, but Sarah. I'm the one who who no, no, bothered to watch Star Is Born last week instead of something instead of Source Code. I wish so. I was dead
2: <laughs> anyway. She studied acting at the Lee Strasberg School and music at NYU, then dropped out. She was signed to Def Jam and was dropped by them three months later. Big mistake. Huge, huge. She got hired as a songwriter and recorded the reference vocal for an Akon song. And he liked her voice so much, She, he helped get her signed. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Cool. Now she's halfway to an EGOT, three Oscar nominations, one win, 12 Grammy wins, the world's biggest selling single of 2009. She's also tested borderline positive for lupus. I don't know what that means. And is a sexual assault survivor. So it is not all easy. Mm. And the most important question is, has she co-starred with the Muppets? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm holiday special in 2013 featuring songs from her third ma- album art pop and her albums include cheek to cheek joanne chromatica the fame the fame monster stars born born this way in a very gaga holiday
0: and that's after wearing a suit made of them so they, i know they not offended how did
2: they how did they deal with that not even i'm so glad they bad. got past it yeah. yeah
0: you know sometimes you got to be the bigger frog <laughs>
2: <It's> yeah <true. laughs> he <true>. understands <laughs> it's it's about the art you know, people wear fur all the time, so it's true. It's yeah. faux when muppets. I, when it they fe- frogs. When I, I read stuff like that about Lady Gaga, and I just, I, ah, uh, I envy people with energy so much.
0: Yeah. And, and and this is all this is all any. with uh, Andrew Dice Clay as her dad, too. So, like, there's a lot to overcome. She's, yeah. <laughs> she's come a long way. Sing for your supper. Oh! <laughs> He's great in that movie. Uh, he is great in that movie. That
2: mm-hmm. movie. He's yeah. like, how could you do that to my daughter? I'm like, oh fuck.
0: I, I forgive you, Jack. In any other movie, I'd beat you up and keep cursing at you, and I'm going to put you in the shower. It really is a nice scene. <laughs> but that's the birthday quiz, and we're going to close up. Is that new? Is this number one, to be with you?
2: No, it's just on that Mr. Big album, and I listened to it, and I was like, oh, shit, this is a really good sing-along song. This, I oh forgot about it, this one. This is the one
1: that's,
3: I'm
2: the one who wants to, oh, this
3: it's, song. It's, Man, this whole episode is Full of dentist songs. It's, it's, meant to, it's
0: meant to be sung while walking around with an acoustic guitar.
1: <laughs> wait all my life.
0: <laughs> you don't have to wait all your life for the next episode of Thirty Don't pretend to be confused by a lyric from the song. It's, it's too late to dogpile on me, Sarah. The show's fucking over. Uh, so, so tune in next week for more of this shit. Uh, this fucking garbage. Uh, and <laughs> you're
3: the one who won. I don't know why you're mad. Yeah. I'm the one who should be mad. Sorry,
0: I just like Lady Gaga more than you
2: oh how dare you
3: Ooh, it's
0: on we resolve We're this fighting. next week with an Albert Brooks movie too so there's a lot to tease uh, tell, tell a friend about the show maybe give us a positive review patreon.com slash laser time take us out Senor Big
1: who wants to be with you inside